This week on The Uncommon Truth, Steve and Vicky are answering your listener questions. They're going to be answering your questions about unity within the church, worship, forgiveness, and what would it look like if Jesus came to earth today? Here's a little preview. How do you forgive yourself? For something you are still experiencing the consequences mm, that's of. That's good. The biggest one we deal with is the parents of grown children mm-hmm. who they abandoned them when they were children for drugs, mm-hmm. or they didn't feed them because they bought drugs. And they kept going to prison, they kept going to jail, their kids kept going to foster care. But what do you do with it is how do you how do you get over the shame is you have to believe in the forgiveness of God and the redemption of God. It, it became apparent, it's apparent to me that we have to cut that off our past when we get to become saved. We have to go on. Paul is probably, I'd say Paul's probably the most famous um, Christian in the history of, that we know. Yeah. I mean, and he was a murderer. He, he, he thought he was doing the right thing. He was murdering Christians. And uh, and he he for, forgot what was behind him. Yeah, there's consequences to your actions. I think it was 14 years probably for him dealing with stuff. He, you know, I don't know. Um, but Honestly, when I when I got saved, I just realized that I'm a new person, and Satan always wants to remind me of the person I was before I got saved, and it's not just is not true. You're listening to the Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. <laughs> Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max, and we're joined for a Q&A with Stephen Vicky Orsillo, Senior Pastors of the Father's House Church. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hi, Steve. How's it going? He was gone for a second. Where I were was. you? I was bracing my slide That's in right. my brain. Oh, yeah. So Steve's building uh, the world's biggest slide <laughs> for uh, toboggan slide where there's no actual snow here in Oroville. That's right. And what comes to my mind are two things, actually, because I'm kind of a child of the 80s. Number one is Chevy Chase on the saucer when he sprays the cooking oil. Do you know? We didn't. We, didn't. Huh. we, we never didn't watched want, we, the... We miss the 80s. The, uh, yeah. We have kids. What's it? Greatest the, uh, family Christmas vacation. vacation. Right? Yeah, we were civilized. My son yeah, asked brain, me about no. that last night. He says, you ever seen that with Chevy Chase? And yeah. I'm, no, well, we he sprays the, this compound, cooking compound That's that he's idea. developed, and he shoots off like lightning down this hill and ends up in, inside a Walmart we like 3.2 miles away <laughs> with fire coming out from the bottom of this saucer. <laughs> we well, so we're going to put children on saucers well, and send them down this, this sled, right, for we'll our lights of hope. Pam on the bottom That's of it. That's right. And uh, the other thing I, I think of is uh, we could put Santa Claus up top and um, the other crude Christmas movie that I know is um, – is Christmas the little story. guy from yeah the Christmas story? And you shoot your eye out. You're, you're gonna Santa shoot Claus your eye out and shoves him down with his steps foot. on his finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible! Yeah. I feel so bad. Steps for him. on his hand. So I'm I'm gonna be in charge of the running of the slide. Once are it's you built. really? Once you build the slide, I will run it. Oh, You'll run really? it if you build it. They you will, will run it. it. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. do it? You have to. So you socially distance. Every child has to be six yep. feet apart. Everybody's gonna be wearing masks, masks. six feet apart. Masks. I got to paint. I'm thinking of painting every seven or six foot stair, or whatever, really or good. something. Today we thought about Bubble Boy. You know, we could put them in oh, yeah. bubbles <laughs> yeah. and roll them down the Just, slide. Well, we roll used them. to we used to have those at the summer camp. <laughs> I know. And uh, right after we purchased our Zorb balls, they're called. 
there was a there was a video of somebody who just never stopped rolling and they had it at a ski resort in Russia and the person missed the cutoff the guy was supposed to stop him and he just kept rolling just gone never and by stopped, the way huh? segue no. to the people that are um, listening in Russia oh yeah we had segue. in the last week we've had two people listening in yeah. in Russia so Dasvidaniya I was going to say for, but I couldn't remember what, what, how to say it yeah, so many people for listening we met so many people in that region of the world who said they learned how to speak English from watching American TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit scary. Yeah. Dude, that's where you're learning your grammar and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, you've got uh, some good English. When I saw that, I remembered, because, um, I mean, you guys are, you're not children of the 80s, but you're children of the Cold War. You grew up in that era. Yep. And so 60s. when you got to go on your, your trip a, a year or so ago, and you ended up in Moscow. Do you go to Moscow all the St. way there? St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Petersburg, yeah. I remember when you guys got back, you were kind of scared, like in awe, like, we got to go to the motherland. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Steve's, oh, yeah. No, Steve's yeah. motherland. Steve is, we found out Steve is Russian. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time for that on our, our Q&A episode. No, probably yeah, not. Yeah, let's just let's let go. that one I, I'll, right on I'll by. refer you back to a different one. I am That's Italian, born and bred. <laughs> don't put the people down from Russia. I'm we're not. very glad I'm they're not. listening. We're, we're glad if I was Russian, Russians. I'd be happy to be Russian, but I'm not. I'm Italian. Well, let's rush through this <laughs> this segment and get on to <laughs> some <corny>. questions. <laughs> so every once in a while on The Uncommon Truth, we cover lots of big things. We cover lots of silly things. We sing some songs every once in a while. We haven't sing for a while. We haven't done that, but we we'll do. We'll sing in the sunshine. Let's go. Vicky. We'll laugh every day. I don't know this one. You, you guys are on your own. Okay, well, go on. Because you're, so, you're a boy of the 80s. Yes, because you're yeah. not a child of the Cold War. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. But. Well, I was, for four years, I was a child of the Cold War, and then I was born in 87. Okay, that's not really. No. Yeah. Wait a minute. But now. I do remember. Four years? Four, the Cold four War years. over in 89? No, 91. The wall came down in 91. 89. Fact check. Wall, wall came down. It was in Reagan. I think the wall came down. It was eighty nine. Eighty nine. It was Reagan. We'll we'll fact check that one and get back to you anyway. Mr. We, Gorbachev, uh, take down that wall. wall. That was Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that was Ronald Reagan. That was Reagan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Eighty nine. Fact checked is in. 89. You were two years old. You're arguing with me. I was. Steve, that was the first time you've been right on the whole program. That's <laughs> my, amazing. That's my history time. degree has failed me. There's okay. First time for everything. Amazing. So we got a question. Okay. Um, from Sylvia? No, this is this one's from our friend Heather, uh, who's in Oroville. She Uh-oh. asks if if the man is supposed to be the head of the house, but the woman is the neck. Who really makes the decision? The woman. And I and I want Vicky to answer this. It's one. It's definitely the woman. It's uh, it's you just know need to know how to turn the head all the time. And I think that's what we struggle with the most is the exact way to turn the head, <laughs> so it turns right and we don't we don't get whiplash. Um, <laughs> I think the flavor of the marriage is definitely the woman. I think um, the vision and the protection and the, uh, you know, the, the warrior part is really the man. Um, the discipline, you know, the father, the father and the, and the father is the, the, the one that goes out and plays with the kids and teaches them to drive and throws, throws a ball to the kid uh, for the most part. And I'd say it's honestly, I think it's 50-50, don't you? When the, guy, co- the guy, men think they're in charge, so we just don't say anything. Okay. Go ahead, honey. I just think. Don't uh, you think that it's probably that's probably true? <laughs> you know, if we're talking from experiences or our experiences Hello. or others' experiences, there'd be all kinds of answers. But if we're talking about biblical experiences and who oh, should, you're bring you back know, to Jesus, honestly, <laughs> um, I believe that 
<laughs> even in biblical times, even what, what the Bible's talking about when Paul was giving those examples, it, the women ran the household and they, you know, and men, any, a wise man follows that and allow, and, and just really goes along with it hmm. and, and really what do you mean by submits that? to it. Just, you know, happy to have you make the decisions of, of our, our life. But whenever something really, you know, like where will we live? Should we buy this big ticket item? Um, this this thing is attacking us, or this negative thing is happening to us. What do mm-hmm. we do now? Protection. I think if if the situation doesn't automatically become that the wife looks at the husband and says, "What are we going to do? Tell me what to do." Um, then then that man hasn't loved his wife right. He hasn't proven himself to be a a man of integrity. He hasn't been the man that she can trust. If she's jumping in to take over, then she hasn't learned to trust him. Hmm. And then there's exceptions to everything because sometimes the woman is the one more competent to make those decisions or to stand against. I mean, sometimes the woman's more brave and can face the trouble, the storm, you know. But I think in a, in a, in a true, I know our relationship, Vicki pretty much decides most things, tells me I, I'm happy to be told what we're doing. Yeah. What are we doing? Where what do you want to do? Where we're going. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we have an amazing affinity for agreement where, you know, I feel like going here. Well, you know, I was just thinking that too. Mm-hmm. And we both, we seem to be in total agreement because it's been a lot of years where, where do you want to sit in a restaurant? Where restaurant you want to go to? What, what you know, what when do you want to do? Uh, where do you want to put the Christmas tree? I don't care what it is where it's, you know, it's really whatever you, I'm happy to support whatever you want. And I like this and I don't like that. What and, and, you know, usually the decision is made by her. But uh, when it comes to really big things like, you know, uh, the children fighting or um, things that are very serious, like, you know, just mean people do mean things in this world. Uh, Vicky always turns to look at me and says, mm. you know, what are you going to do? What, what are we going to do? defend me kind of just step in and so i really i mean i really am have no problem knowing that i'm the leader of our household and yet i also have no problem following her there's a security in me that has is not intimidated by my wife being in charge and being the neck that turns the head i have i i actually so appreciate when she comes up and says "Mm," turns my head oh look at that i didn't notice i didn't even notice that yeah and she and i and i take care of it that's but cool. you know, it's it's really it's, it's it, really a combination of back and forth, yeah, that's and, and really wisdom. Truly, it's wisdom in a man in, in a Christian household of men. You know, being the head of the household and all that. How you explain that? I think is just that a man is secure in himself to really desire his wife's gifts and talents there to be go. added to the mix. That her abilities, her wisdom, her, her leadership, her just femininity be added to the decision-making process and, and go along with it until the decisions need to be masculine. And then her, you know, she, giving she's into happy that. With, yeah. yeah. She's happy with that. And that's when a marriage is really balanced and really good. Yeah. I think, I think I'll, too, I'll, it's really good because it really is a give and take and knowing who you are in Jesus and, and, I'm I'm confident because my husband let me be confident. I'm a leader because my husband, you know, not that he let me. He just, he just culture. Didn't, he didn't didn't, didn't stop come it. Against it or stop and a lot it, of yeah. men, a lot of Christian men, will lord it over their wives that they're the head of the household. I think that's real, real damaging. Yeah. The only place that we like, it's like 
if we ever come to a big decision where neither one of us can come to an agreement, um, then it's up to Steve to decide. And you know that has happened zero times in our life mm. where yeah, we totally disagreed where, and he had to decide. And we don't, we don't talk about every little thing. He, just, he, you know, we're going on vacation. It's me. You know, we're going to go. Off, we're going to go out. It's me. People are coming over to our house. It's me. Um, you know, buying property. It's probably him. You know, discipl- disciplining. You know, it's probably him. But it's like you don't. We just don't stop. We just know what we're good at and, and what God's told us to do. And it's right. a real partnership. So, it is. It really is a flavor and and the movement. I think is a, is a woman. The protection is a man. And that, I like the protection. I like that my husband covers me. I like that yeah. I don't have to make, I don't have to make the brutal decisions. You know, like right. I, it's 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 a warrior part of him that I really appreciate. It makes me okay. feel very safe. Cool. I'll come home and she'll have booked a cruise, and it's not. She doesn't look for my agreement. She looks to see if I have any objection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is there something wrong with this? No. That's yeah. Gossip. You know, I somebody showed me uh, a Facebook post that a. It was it was a gag post that um, women are sharing with their husbands, and it's a it's a piece of a tree branch ha- hanging on a hook, and uh, and they they do this to rile up their husbands. They say, "Hey, look, I, I just bought this online on a, on an Etsy shop for ninety bucks," and then they see what their husbands say because it's a tree branch hanging from a that's all it from is. A string, yeah, and it and it doesn't even look that nice, and and it's just really funny. You see the the like little text message comments back and forth. Why would you buy that? And then and then like oh, just kidding, you know. Yeah. But it's it's pretty funny seeing some of those ninety dollar tree branch. Um, I, that's just what made me think of. <laughs> I want to start selling those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we got enough of that, those. Didn't she? Yeah. yeah. I was wondering. I thought Ildico, you have better taste than that. Yeah. I could have done that for you for I could have done that for you for eighty dollars. Yeah, Ildico's are. Our uh, big in, interior decorator, yeah. exterior aesthetics. decorator, right? Yeah, she's she's a genius. Director of aesthetics. So, um, okay, I got another question. This one's from Emily in Canada. Hi, Emily. And uh, she's wondering, how can we as Christians be better unified, especially during this time when we can't meet? Because up there, everything's gone to DEPCON, bread, whatever, <laughs> you know, full, you, full lockdown. Um, can we show unity to the world around us, or how can we show unity to the world around us that desperately needs hope and joy? And a side note, she's been following everything that's been going on at our Lights of Hope uh, oh, wow. that's going on. She's been watching on Facebook and stuff, and she's really excited about it. Wow, so, that's really nice. Yeah. So unity, in my opinion, is the absence of struggle or the absence of resistance. If we quit resisting each other and quit... quit uh, Fighting against fighting each other, against each other mm-hmm. and start blessing each other. And you'll find that if, you know, if we're talking about churches in town, find out what they're doing and we don't want to do it. We just don't criticize it and we support it in what way we can verbally or we put it in our bulletins or we tell other people, hey, they're doing this. And, yeah. and that's how unity exists. In my opinion, disunity exists strictly because of resistance. You know, I don't like them or I don't want people going to their church. I want them coming to mine. And the, the age-old jealousy, you know, they left mm-hmm. my church. Now they're going to your, you should have sent them back. No, I should bless them to go to your church and believe in you. They're, at least they're in church. And you should bless them when they come to mine. And we shouldn't have this struggle yep. between us. And so within my church, it's really, again, the absence of resistance. It's this constant uh, offense. And we have... You know, whatever, however many types of people there are, we have. 
And there are certain types of people that just don't like the way other types of people do things. And I think unity is really the absence of resistance. Hmm. It's maybe I can't get behind what you're doing, but I can stop getting in front of it. I can stop, yeah. stop resisting it and allow and find a way to bless it and find a way to be happy for it so that we have one faith, one unity of mind, one thought that Jesus has preached. Now, I wouldn't have preached him that way, but you're preaching him that way. And I'm going to quit criticizing your way. And I'm going to bless your way and preach him my way. And then we are blessed that Jesus has preached. Yeah. But how do you, I think the question would be, how do you practically do that while you're on lockdown? Well, I think the resistance and the disunity of Christianity has been put on blast during the lockdown. I think that Facebook, everybody has more time to put social responses to everything and and the worst crowd out there is the christians and i think that if christians would just shut down the disunity shut down the criticism and you know when when some person says they're terrified and and you not wearing a mask is puts their life at risk there really is no need to resist them our message isn't you know i resist you our message is we you know for your fear, let me introduce you to Jesus who will mm-hmm. comfort you. And I'm sorry I've made you feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm sorry I've made you, I've hurt your feelings. Would be the proper response to that. And I love, you know, want to share Jesus with you and try to be in a position where you'll listen to me unless I completely blast you and call you stupid and ridiculous for your position. Then I don't have much voice. And that's how unity comes right now. And I think during this lockdown, it's the worst. And if we would start saying very only encouraging and wonderful things, you know, that's yeah. really good. I think you know the the so, the social platform because we're locked in our homes is a so i.e. Facebook or whatever the um, social media is is not responding like Steve's saying to uh, inflammatory things or. Um, you know, just like I know that during this election, we really wanted to say things sometimes, one way or the other, even if we, even if we're right, you know, about some things that are happening, you know, socially, moral, morality and stuff. So it's just really instead of resisting or buy, buying into it, you just really come back with the love of Jesus. Yeah. You know, whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's noble. Again, um, think of those things, and I think just your home. You know, you you just start i think even just sending them a text or an, a, a card in the mail you know promoting unity telling yeah. you, or doing acts of service and i don't know mm-hmm. how you could do that while you're locked down but maybe there's a way of doing something you know helping people yeah. your neighbor i don't know if you get not, i think in canada sometimes they'll actually uh they're paid to i heard lisa um, bowers told me that sometimes you're paid you there's a if you leave your house you're in trouble you could get yeah you can you can if get you're if you're supposed to be on. yeah there's a lot of it seems like it's a lot more strict and a yeah. lot more um, you're you're kind of afraid of your neighbors yeah. because um, you can be told on that you right. that you've gone to the store or yeah, so that's going to breed disunity. Yeah, yeah. Breed. So I think the you know yeah, in the social media arena when they say things you disagree with you can't really write and say oh I agree with that, but you can you can stop writing, yeah you know that that's wrong, mm-hmm. and just let it go, yeah. and create less conflict so there's more unity i just heard a story about a a christian woman um who said if you vote actually i think canadian woman who if if you're the north american um christians vote one way or another 
that she didn't like, she was unf- unfollow them. Yeah, you know, unfriend and, them. Yeah, unfriend, unfriend them. them. And it's like, unfriend them, I'm sorry. And it's like, that's not very unifying. It's It doesn't really no, matter. No, that's really divisive. It's the love of Jesus, you know. It's just, it's Jesus. It doesn't Jesus change anybody's mind It either. doesn't change just, anyone's mind. Me talking about who I'm voting for, who I'm not voting for, there's just a polarization. It's not going to do anything. But Jesus is the bridge. Jesus is the bridge to all the answers and the truth, and he shall set you free. So I think you just stick to the, the words of Jesus as, as would be a better thing to do. Yeah, cool story with uh, right now we've got our Gift of Hope running, which is provides Christmas gifts for kids that, whose families can't afford it. And one way we do that is we, we partner with businesses but also mm-hmm. other churches. And, uh, and so we bring a Christmas tree and a bunch of tags, and the church says, well, we don't have a program like this, but instead of standing in your way and, and making yeah. our own program to kind of d- compete, well, join well wh- why wouldn't we want kids to get Christmas gifts? We'll, we'll guarantee that these 25 kids mm-hmm. or these 30 kids, whatever, are going to get Christmas trees or Christmas presents, and uh, we want to help you with, with what you're doing. And and that's something that I've seen you guys do a really good job at is inviting other churches to join and also joining with what other churches are yeah, doing. Yeah, trying to, yeah. Um, we got a prayer walk coming up for the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's send our people to it. Let's, um, you know, let's go to this dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, this church does really well with fostering, uh, ki- uh, helping foster parents and adoptive parents. Well, let's send some of our people to their training and so that's that's really cool. I think that's another way that's that a good way. that Christians in lockdown. I don't know how you could do that, but it's kind, you know you're not going to be locked down. You're, hopefully, your whole life. Hopefully, we'll, one right. day we'll be right. off a of lockdown. But, but in lockdown, you, you can just stop resisting. Stop one resisting. thing you could do if you got a lot of extra time on your hands is you could tune into another church service and mm. and join in. Yeah. You know, join in with them. You it's got good. a whole week to sit home and rewatch some yeah. some church live streams. You know. Uh, see, what it, see what it's like. You can always watch ours online. Or you can do a gift of hope. You can send a kid yeah, from, at, at can, Orville, uh, uh, through Amazon. You can get him a Christmas. Yeah, giftofhopeorville.org. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you, can, you can buy Christmas gifts and just send them here, and we'll make sure the kid gets exactly go. what he wants. Good question. Um, Thanks, Emily. That was great. I got another question from someone in Canada. This is Carly. And this one I'm excited to ask you guys because it's – something that I think you guys will have a really unique, uncommon perspective on. Um, so, it, and it kind of blends in with the, uh, Emily's question. So Carly asks, in situations where you're running after Jesus and other Christians don't see things the same way that you do, how do you deal with that disappointment from people? Does that make sense? You say it again. So when you're when you're running after Jesus, so Jesus has called you to do something, a minister in a certain way, go someplace, do something. There's other Christians that don't agree with yeah, that's with what of, you're like doing all the time, right? How yeah. do you deal with that disappointment? Because you're still following Jesus, but you know these people could be maybe it's somebody who's really close to you, or maybe it's a community of people who yeah. aren't on the same page, or, you know, and I, I thought I was excited yeah. to ask you guys that question, because it seemed that, like, the church here has been going on for 21, Two. 22 years, and it seems like it hasn't always been the case that mm-hmm. that the rest of Orville, even though we just talked about the rest of Orville is really becoming unified as in Christianity, it hasn't always been the case, right? For you guys? No, no, it hasn't. Do you want me to go or you want to go? Are you if ready? If we're talking about groups or we're talking about individuals, it might well, have a different answer. But. Well, so like I think I think if you know it's it's a it's a fine line, isn't it? Um, but you got to do you got to start in the small things that God's told you to do, and with a with a lot or with a few, by yourself or with a lot, you know, how, by many or by few, right? Yeah. 
you got to do what you got to do the next right thing. So yeah, people, you you might be disappointed in the reaction from some Christians, and that's usually. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest. In our 22 years, that's probably been the hardest thing is the resistance from Christians because we're doing something. Hmm. And if we had waited for the unity of the of all the churches in Oroville, we'd still be in a basically in a heap. Hmm. And so we didn't do things to be resistant. We didn't do things to get negative. We just felt like the Lord told us to do these things and they were acts of service. So we did them. And what were we um, resisted for lack of a better word by many, many Christians, hundred percent hmm. for many, many years. Um, we'd hear rumors about us, you know, and people talking about us. And uh, it was uh, honestly until Operation Orville about four years ago that th- that really changed our reputation and everything. Um, so I, I, my answer, Carly, would just, you need to go. And by many or by few, if God's told you to do something, run with Jesus. Dream with Jesus. He's all you need. And you can do whatever he's called you to do. And, you know, if you have more people, you can do it be- better. But if you don't, you just do it by yourself. Hmm. And if you're talking about a local thing where he called me to go down and give cookies away at Walmart, then that's not a permanent permanent decision anyway. And yeah. It either will have good fruit or it won't, and then I'll know he did or he didn't. Mm-hmm. But if it's move here, move there, go here, go there, you know, change your vo- change your vocation, change your direction, then I I personally know that it's really important to have men of good fruit in your life, mm. and so. One way or the other, you have them from your past, you have them in your present, that they, they really demonstrate good fruit. They have the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness in their life. And they have an outcome of their ministry that has a positive effect, right? So th- those people, need you, you need to have those people with you and, and praying for you. People who will, even if they disagree with what you're doing, we'll will you. hear the Lord and tell you they felt the Lord say it was right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though I disagree, but the Lord says this is what he wants you to do. If you have people of good fruit and good conscience and good faith that you can go to and say, pray with me. Because if it's, your, if it's God's will, they will say, if it's God's will, you have to do it. And let's find out. Let's just pray together. He can tell me as well as you. Mm. And that's how I believe. But if it's just things in town, things you're doing, like... I'm reading the Bible this way. Oh, we shouldn't do that. Or I'm listening to this podcast. Uh, well, you shouldn't do that. Those people are works oriented. Or you shouldn't do that. Those people are don't worship on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some reason why you shouldn't be listening to those people over there. Then, you know, it's not a permanent deal anyway. You can listen or not listen based on what you feel the Lord told you to do. Mm-hmm. So there's many things in your life that you can choose to do. You can choose to go give cookies away and say Jesus loves you, even if it has no effect whatsoever. But it probably will, mm-hmm. and it, it harms. There's certainly no harm. It's kind of like uh, the apostle saying, you know, should we call no, down no, fire right. on the guy? He's preaching the gospel. He's not with us. <laughs> Jesus said, oh, no, rejoice that the gospel is preached. No, yeah. Or is it Paul? And anyway, um, rejoice that the gospel is preached. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if it's, if it's, you know, I'm going to go to this Bible college, that Bible school, that ministry place, I'm going to move to this church, I'm going to go learn with these people, you're going to come here to Orville. Then you should have people of good fruit, even if, it's, even if it's us that you're listening to. But you should have agreement with someone who also hears the Lord and mm-hmm. says, 
that this is what they believe you should do. Cool. That's good. Carly also wanted to say that she's loving the podcast Aww. and the topics that you guys are hitting. Love Carly. So she, yeah, she said, I yeah. love the podcast Carly and topic, Pleck. Carly Pleck. topics you guys are hitting. So Prince thanks. Edward Island, right? That's right. All right. Um, all right. Okay. We got a couple a couple people asked questions about worship. And so I grouped them together. Okay. Um, and I, I think there's some overlap here. But the, uh, the first question, I'll just read both of them and you guys can answer how you see fit. The first question we is, do, don't we? yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> is, it, like <laughs> is it selfish of God to expect to be worshipped? That's the, that's the first question. And uh, the second one is, in the context of worship, how important are our feelings? So they're, they're, they're different questions, but they're, they're kind of both about worship. So, I want to sing uh, that song, Feelings. Remember that song? No. <laughs> Feelings? I don't feelings. know. Yeah, nothing more than feelings. Nothing more than feeling. Trying hard to forget. Trying hard to... Oh, I don't know. My feelings of love. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I know it was us. It's our turn. Yeah. Oh, it's our turn. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Steve because <laughs> is it bad that God wants to... Um, is it selfish of selfish? God? Is so it selfish of it God? Is, it is insanity that man would not feel that God should be worshipped. It's insanity that any man would not worship God. To look at the universe and look at the earth and look at the miracle of childbirth and how, how, how reproduction happens and how humans are so far different than every other critter on earth. There is no, no close second. There is no one in process. There's no animal on earth that's close in process to be human, to have the sentient humanness. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the... the, the evidence for intelligent design and then the incredible nature of that design followed by the story of God's creation leading up to man's rebellion and then man's ability to be saved back into his grace. It's just insanity that man wouldn't worship him. Mm. The most important element is not that God demands worship or expects to be worshiped. It's that man should understand that God likes to be worshiped and every man, every human being who draws breath on this planet should be looking at God saying, I would never do anything but worship you because I know you like it and you've provided so many blessings here on earth for us and we should just worship you. And what was the second question? And can I, can I go to the first one though? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, then you can, and then you ask I the said second answer one. as you see fit. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I supposedly man is created in God's image, and I know that when I mean when my kids worship me, you know, or love me or adore me or say things nice about to me, I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, in equating selfishness to God is is, um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how how you do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he gave his son to die on the cross for me. So. I think that's a hard that's a hard verb for me to use. A yeah. selfish in uh, God mm-hmm. um, together. I think he's he's very 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 unselfish. And um, the fact that he saved me while I was yet a sinner and sent his son to die on the cross and then re- resurrect. Um, I think and, and then I, and then to piggyback what Steve said. Oh my gosh, that I could I could worship him. Yeah. That he likes it. Uh, I could please him. Yeah, that there's simply, something that I can do. That yeah, something that I can do. Him, he yeah. likes it. Yeah. So I think. Um, so my thought is, we like it in the natural as a, as parents. 
You know, don't you like it when Praise, your daughters yeah. say that you're yeah. a great, you're yeah. a great dad? Yeah. Um, you know, don't you like it when your kids run to you and just I mean, put their arm? It, they're only saying what's true, but <laughs> go that ahead. is true. Go ahead. So there you go. What's the second part of that? No, oh, uh, go ahead. Selfishness by itself. <laughs> the Bible says God is love, and in my experience is God is yeah, love. That's good. And selfishness is the opposite of love. So it's, it would be it would be entirely impossible for, for God to, to be, be selfish. selfish to want us to worship him because mm-hmm. God is love and love is not selfish. That's good. Anyway, second That's question. That's good. Second part of the question or second question about worship is in the context of worship, how important are our feelings? Our feelings are almost zero. Zero. Um, they should worship, worship, which is the Spirit worth of God being expressed, his worth being expressed. And that's why I say when you see the creation, when you just look at planet Earth, you the and ocean. then you look at human bodies and mm-hmm. human reproduction and just the, the incredible nature of male, female and how the two really make a complete being. No one is really whole. Who, no male is really whole who doesn't have females, uh, female. And no female is really whole who doesn't have a male. He didn't mean to say females. Yeah, I didn't mean scratch that one. (laughs) Yeah, Female. Scratch the plural on that. (laughs) Honey, I didn't say it. I heard you. Don't play it. They're they're going to forever record it in your brain. They're going to go back check. Who doesn't have female. You know, the female that doesn't have a male or the male that doesn't have a female that's connected to. And I know that's really unpopular today, but the wholeness of a man and woman becoming together and the two becoming one flesh. Mm. I mean, that's just such a miracle that it's, it's the fact, it's the truth, regardless of my feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, on a given day when I'm just bubbling over with happiness and I'm worshiping, it certainly is way easier, <laughs> but it shouldn't have anything to do with whether I do or don't. Because when I walk in all bummed out that every cut I made was wrong or everything I built, I just kept making mistakes. I couldn't get anyone to do it right. You know, everyone failed me, you know, and the guy, guys cut me off on the freeway and, you know, my cat died and all yep. those things. And I walk into church. He is still worthy. That's right. And it should, all that should not have anything to do with my worship of God. My worship should be based on what he has done for me, with me, through me, the fact that he lives in me. Mm. And <clears throat> coup de gras, he likes it. And you know that it's even he's worth it even when your your granddaughter dies or your associate pastor dies or your house burns down. You mm-hmm. know he's still worth it. Yeah, he still is. He's still worth worth it to worship. So feelings have nothing to do with it. It's the facts of who he is. Right? Yeah. All right. So um, this one's about forgiveness, and uh, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. But somebody asked, um, and this was an anonymous question: How do you forgive yourself? For something you are still experiencing the consequences mm, that's of. That's good. Um, well, that can be so many things. Like you can do something really stupid and lose a limb. Mm-hmm. You can do something really evil. There's a child. So some people, like we've known people who've relapsed on drugs and that one shot caused them to be diabetic or caused them to have some kind of a neurological malady (laughs) and and they're suffering from that the biggest one we deal with is the parents of grown children Mm -hmm. who they abandoned them when they were children for drugs Mm -hmm. or they didn't feed them because they bought drugs and they kept going to prison they kept going to jail their kids kept going to foster care and so their kids are now adults who both hate them and love them and the, the 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 relationship is so dysfunctional and the 
kids still to this day are constantly hurting themselves because of the actions that their parent committed many years ago. So they're living with those consequences. There's, like we said, health problems because you did something wrong. There's, you know, just... You know, you had so how do you, you, you were yourself? gonna you were gonna be a, a lawyer, but you got caught stealing money from the till at the diner and went to jail, and you can't be a lawyer. So there's consequences. There's so many consequences, negative, that continue to go on forever. You can never be what you were gonna be, what you wanted to be, because of some mistakes you made. And you know, uh, I can go on and on with stories like that. But yeah. but what do you do with it? Is how do you how do you get over the shame? Is you have to believe in the forgiveness of God and the redemption of God, that the only hope you ever have of reversing those negative things or having them recouped, having them the bad made good or snatching life from the jaws of death or, you know, having someone find eternal life that lived eternal death. All of those things, the only hope you have is to become the best you you can be and be the person that when they need help, they'll hang on you. Mm. When the situation requires it, if it's one of those, I can never be a lawyer because I did this, then the the best you that's a waiter in the restaurant or a carpenter or or a concrete man or whatever you're going to be, that you're doing that with the fullness of your heart to try to be the best you can be so that you can redeem what's left of what you have. Hmm. And that will never happen with shame hanging on you. Shame has to be left behind you. Hmm. And right? Yeah, I just actually spoke on this at, um, last Wednesday. Uh, like eight, well, I guess it'd be two, two and a half weeks. And it was magic if you want to go on. If you want to go back and, and listen to it, it actually talked about, yeah. um, you know, the upper call of Christ and, and f- forgetting what's behind you. And, it, and it's actually Paul who was Forgetting the what lays behind me, I press full on to the upward call of God in right. Jesus Christ. So it was, it was actually Paul, who was a Jew of Jews, mm-hmm. who who was actually persecuting Christians and was there when Stephen, you know, gave, he held the coat of Stephen when he got, got killed. And I, it, it became apparent, it's apparent to me that we have to cut that off our past when we get, become saved. Mm. We have to go on. Paul is the problem. I'd say Paul's probably the most famous um, Christian in the history uh, that we know. Yeah. I mean, and he was a murderer. He, he, he thought he was doing the right thing. He was murdering Christians. And, uh, and he, he for, forgot what was behind him. Yeah, there's consequences to your actions. I think it was 14 years probably for him dealing with stuff. He, you know, I don't know. Um, but honestly, when I, when I got saved, I just realized that I'm a new person. And Satan always wants to remind me of the person I was before I got saved. And it's not just it's not true. So really, it's like, say it again, Steve. Um, press for yes, oh, it's Paul. Well, I, I shortened it a lot, but it's forgetting what lays behind, you know, uh, keeping our eyes on what lays ahead, you know, cons- keeping our mind on what lays ahead. And the end is keeping our eyes on the prize, on the, the prize. upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I press on towards mm-hmm. And that's what that practically I think you have to get there. You have to okay, you're gonna you might have consequences for the rest of your life. But like Steve said, you could right now you you can be the best mom you ever were, even if your kids aren't with you. Because Mm -hmm. they're somewhere. You know, when they come back, you can be the best mom or the best father. But one of the fruit of being born again is you get to forget your past. You get to forget your yeah. You get to shake it. I know somebody different. But the and the consequences. That's right. Like the question is about the consequences Mm -hmm. still there, but you still get to 
be you free. hope you have hope i mean you have hope but satan wants to remind you and wants to remind you of yeah. your guilt and your and everything mm-hmm. but you can shed you can shed it so i would just say continue to strive for the um upper call of christ and forget what's behind you but it's a it's a tight walk tight walk because sometimes there's consequences yeah, you can't have double vision you can't be looking in the rearview mirror correct. and paying attention to correct. what's in front of you right correct but like she said but the questionnaire is you know it's right there in front of you and what we deal with is the kids that all of a sudden they're doing good and then all of a sudden they're doing bad and you know well that's related directly to, to what i did to yeah them. the parents yeah. and they have to get through that, and they have to say, but I found hope in Jesus Christ. Right. I've, I was born again, and so can they, and they have to stay the course with that kid. Yep. They have to stay the course every with day. that person every day. I'm going to be, a, when you need help, I'm going to be a person you can hold on to. Right. I wasn't when you were a kid, but I'm going to be now. We just had a story of a lady who for um, 14 years, her daughter would have nothing to do with her. 14 years. Wouldn't at, talk to her. Wouldn't talk to her. She didn't didn't get to see grandkids. And there wasn't drug addiction. It was just whatever. I don't exactly know what it was. But just uh, a month ago, the daughter reached out to her after 14 years of doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not always an automatic instant fix. And if you if the if the um, caller or the writer in wants to ask specifically, you know, maybe it could be more yeah uh, specific yeah. on the answer. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, this one, this one kind of intrigued me a little bit. Um, and it's just, you can tell this is asked by somebody who does a lot of, a lot of thinking, right. As they're going about their day. So the question is, uh, so culture and technology and medicine, et cetera, have come a long way since the time of Jesus, since he was on earth. So to what extent do you think he'd participate in the Mm -hmm. things that are normal for us? So, uh, if he was on earth, would he have... Would he go on vacations? Would he own an iPhone? What would he watch on TV? That's like, a great question. That's such a, it's like that's a great question. somebody with a really good imagination yeah. is thinking of that. But we, like, it's hard to picture Jesus sending a text to somebody like, fear not, I'm with you. And Jesus texted <laughs> me, you know, like, it, it seems I heard, different. I heard what you said when you, you uh, hit, the, hit your finger with a hammer, Thomas. <laughs> Or yeah. yeah, because you recorded it live <laughs> on, you record on, it on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> right? So I, I, I per, okay, this is just I don't know if this is a theological question. It's hard to be theologically accurate right. with a question like. In this, my but. opinion, I think I think he would just have a good time. I think he would probably indulge in 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 a, the right way with everything. I think he'd be are, a good sport. But are we talking about the same mission? Like what do you he, mean? Like yeah. he didn't come back then; he came now. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not here. coming to hang out and just you know play video games. He's with here me, to die on a cross and be resurrected from the dead yeah. during this visit. Yeah. If oh. this, if this, I mean, I guess so you can or interpret just, it. However or he you want. just came to hang out and the cross is all done and resurrection's done and it's just. Is this, he's here. Is this like the tree in the forest? Okay, so, so here's the deal. No, it's a good answer. It's so good if question. it's not the resu- if it's not the die on a cross, yeah. if it's die on the cross, it's clear he did not ride in wagons. He did not have fast chariots and fast horses. Yeah, they yeah, walked. The best. They yeah. walked. They didn't even use the the what they had at the time. Okay. Probably the greatest invention of all time for them was the wheel, and they you know they he didn't still use those his things. Cross yeah, he himself. still yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't apply to those kind of things. And he he went aside to pray. But he probably did, he didn't go aside to spend two weeks on the beach in Maui. 
mm-hmm. and do you know surfing and, and and jet surfing skis and yeah. you know he didn't go to play he walked across it but if we're talking about he went in first century jerusalem did all that and came back today well the truth is this here's the truth the absolute truth he is still here today mm-hmm. he's resurrected came to the baptism of the Holy Spirit to make him and his father make their home in us. And so Jesus is in me and I go on vacations and I play and I read Facebook and I read novels and I watch TV. I love movies and I use a telephone and I use all the technology available to me today. I don't get to go on moon moon launches or space shuttles because I'm not in that technological field. But I do take medication. I don't think he did, nor did he need to. But he is here today participating and living with me, walking with me, and I do all Mm -hmm. those things. And so he is doing them with me. I think that if he showed up in person, he would do them with me Mm -hmm. because the reality of his presence is equal in spirit to being physically here. Hmm. So that's my answer. That's a great answer. Yeah, like that was that? pretty. That is pretty good. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty good. I said it, but I didn't say it as, as uh, eloquently. Eloquently. I've not been accused of eloquence Your much, eloquence. but that's really fun. That was that was, that that was nice. so good, Steve. Um, I mean, because one, one of the points you made, uh, you've made before in, in sermons is, uh, Jesus actually does live in you. That's so right. when you, whatever you are doing he's, doing, he's doing it with you. And if and, and if it's great, then good. You're doing great things with Jesus. And if it's not so great, well, you're you're partnering with Jesus to perpetrate you're, some. You know, you're taking and, him into some nasty places. And yeah. so I don't think you can do that. I don't think I don't think he, I think you grieve the Holy Spirit and he moves away. Yeah, I think he does pull back. And I, I don't care really what people's theology is. It's it's impossible for you to participate in those things and have the Spirit stay with you. Mm. Well, that's we do have more, but I think that's all the time we have really? for today. Really? Um, you guys Cut answered those. Early? No, okay. you guys just answered those pretty quick. Time flies it's, when you're having fun. We are having fun. When you're having fun. Wow. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Oh, yeah, so we do, we do have one. Our producer is giving us extra time. <laughs> Um, we might need to be quick with it, but how do you reach people that grew up in the church but don't really know Jesus? That's a good question. I don't it's, know it's if, the if hardest, we can answer that. It's the quick. hardest group to reach. That's right. Unless they have rejected Jesus. Hmm. Wow, if they think mean? they're okay and they think they believe and they don't believe, they don't live the life of belief. There's no fruit for their belief. They're almost, it's so hard. It's really a long, they'll want to and can't do it. Hmm. They'll want to come and you just can't get them over the, they're just, they're expecting something completely different than what he's doing. They've, they've just lived this. This is their, this is like going to school to them. This is like eating and breathing to them and they don't experience anything and they don't really find the truth of the gospel or the results of the gospel to be fruitful in their lives. And so what I find a great deal of those people turn out to be the best Christians ever once they are able to cross over and into reality of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to get them there sometimes. But we do we do mm-hmm. have quite a few people like that. But I, we think, do. I think the, the number one thing that would help 
is when there's a desperation, like there's gonna the rain's gonna fall on your on you and your mm-hmm. house. There will be a windstorm, and and so at that point where they're they have a little bit of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and then maybe the real the real Jesus, um, not a religious Jesus, or you know I, we're seeing an epidemic of um, millennials that are just walking away from Jesus. So I think in millennial Christians. Um, so I think being there, being there, and living your life um authentically so when they're ready they will come to you Hmm. you know and that's what we're seeing now because we've been uh 22 years we're the um longest serving pastor senior pastors in orville and people are actually like you're still doing that you know you're still you're still senior pastoring and they were kids or they were teenagers and they're coming back because we're still exactly on the rock we were when they left yeah does that make sense i think so was that good absolutely did you think it was great yeah, honey. <laughs> That's good. If you missed it last week, we uh, Steve uh, Vicky was wondering why every time she says um, says to Steve, "Wow, that was good." That's the first thing after Steve talks, and so she asked why Steve doesn't do that to her. And so now, now Steve is making him. a making a making an effort. effort. An effort. So these church kids. Oh boy. Oh, we're going back. <laughs> That's Let's right. We're going. staying right on it. <laughs> right. So these church kids. He is yeah. single focused. A lot of them are just looking for something real. real. Mm. And if you'll be real. That's good. Wow. They will. They will eventually become your best disciples, mm-hmm. your, your mm. best fo- followers we of Jesus, some. your best partners in unity. That's right. Mm. And you probably got that because I said authentic, authentic, right? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. I got it all from you. That's right. So it triggers something. I know. Absolutely. Right. So I helped him. That's why it's so good having the both of you guys together because it's like watching a ping pong match. <laughs> you ever watch? When I go to watch um, tennis, I don't watch the tennis match. I watch the people watching yeah, the tennis too. match, right? The I like to pick people out of the forth. crowd. And Look you know somebody guy. won the point when the head stops. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> well, actually, the voice is like that now. Oh, yeah. Because you got they have two different uh, two different arenas, and My the judges is are like this. Back, forth, back, yeah. forth, and then the, the lob. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, I think people on the voice on this. If if I you're guess. if you're just they, listening, they really right? You. Watch us. Just, you have no Watch idea. Watch us on YouTube. If you're just yeah. listening, uh, you don't know what we're doing. But if you'd like to, that's true. It's radio. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Well, I know I have a face uh, face for radio, no, a forehead for radio, but no, you don't. Uh, now, now I'm Come miming. On. Now I'm miming for radio. Come on. So um, we'll probably have people on the next Q and A. What is Max saying or doing when he's not talking? Right. Well, it's uh, miming a tennis match. Lying anyway. On the radio. Well, we appreciate all you listeners everywhere. We've got, everywhere. We've got questions from several countries, lots of different places. Love y'all. If you have more questions, uh, we've actually got an email address that you can you can email us. It's uh, uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. I'll get your questions. I'll, I'll put them in a folder for every time we have a Q&A. Every time we have to do a couple episodes at once, we, we do a Q&A. And uh, people, people love asking you guys questions, so I think we're going to keep doing it. Um, you guys just have a, a great week. We'll, we'll update everybody on all our, our things like Lights of Hope, yes. Gifts of Hope, yes. Podcast of Hope, everything. Podcast Next of time hope. you hear. We hope the podcast comes we back. Hope. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hope we finish on time. So thanks have a for great joining week. us. This God has been bless the Uncommon you. Truth. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Amen.